1: someday we will find it the rainbow connection the lovers the dreamers and me la 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 la
2: Kermit the uh, Frog, I, everybody. That's it. That's all we know. Uh, Kermit is green. There is a song called It Ain't Easy Being Green, but we actually didn't know how that song went. And we listened to it and went, I have no I idea. I still don't know this song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, hello, welcome everyone to another episode of the Command Zone. I'm your host, Jimmy Wong. How's it? It's Josh Lee Kwai. And let's be honest, that if we
1: did sing the song It's Not Easy Being Green, it would have been disingenuous. Because False it is very lied. easy being green because green is awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah, green is awesome. They got a lot of help in Commander Legends with more partners monocolored for green so that's what we're breaking down today in our 37 part series on commander (laughs) legends we're on like our sixth seventh
1: seventh or eighth video and we're not even done we've still got blue black (laughs) we still have the cards in the 99 actual 99 that'll that'll probably be two episodes there's a lot of coverage for the set uh still to go but yeah today we're talking about the eight Monocolored green partner commanders from Commander Legends. Yes. If you want to get your hands on any of the cards we're about to talk about, any of the cards we've already talked about, there's so many cool legends. Obeka is my personal favorite so far. How about you?
2: Nice. Uh, I am a big fan of the Mardu enchantments guys again guy that brings them back. Yeah. It's just so cool to see Mardu doing more stuff than being attacky. So if you want to get your hands
1: on any of these cards from Commander Legends, cardkingdom.com slash Command zone That's the place to go. They're going to get you your cards the fastest in the best condition, whether you want sealed product, you want booster boxes, collectors, boosters, whatever, or you want to pre-order singles. Mm-hmm they're definitely going to be the place to go. Actually, I said pre-order, but I think at the time this video is actually coming out, then you'll just just be straight up ordering the cards. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And obviously there's a lot of demand for Commander Legends as well. So some things might fall out of stock, but they'll also come back in stock. Card Kingdom is like any other store. They, you know, will stock to demand. And if you are demanding it, they're going to stock it. Yeah.
1: And they stock stuff really fast. So keep checking back if something you want is sold out. Once you get your hands on those cards too, you're going to want to put them into really nice and safe, pro gloss eclipse sleeves or maybe you want to get your hands on the commander legends themed stuff they've got deck boxes they've got card sleeves they've got everything you need to keep all your game pieces um, as safe as possible I, I said um because my brain said did I say ultra pro yet ultra pro they're the sponsor that we You we're should know about. at this
2: point, yeah. anyway.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Ultra Pro. They they really are the company that Jimmy and I trust to keep our own collections
2: safe. Yep. So we highly recommend them to you. Yep, and their binders are, I think, my favorite thing recently. I've, I've been into collecting play sets. I haven't gotten cards in quite a while, to be honest, but Commander Legends is changing my mind about that, and I know the exact place I'll put them, uh, unlike the cards we have on the table, which are unsleeved. Don't follow our lead here. Yeah. Put them in sleeves. <laughs> and the last way you can support the show is directly at patreon.com slash command zone. We chat with our patrons on Discord. They get access to game nights and extra turns a day early, which I think the episode will also have been out now for that. Probably Really both fun of them, episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so if you wanted to watch those a day early without ads, all you have to do is be a patron, as little as a dollar a month. And we also shout out one lucky patron every episode. And this episode is dedicated, dedicated to, to Elijah, Elijah
1: McGill. McGill. Elijah, you rock. Oh. All right, without any further ado, let's get into the uh, partner review for green. Uh, As with all colors, there are six uncommons, one rare and
2: one mythic. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Before we begin, this is a funny note you put in here everything partners with Thrasios. we should have said this from the first couple of episodes but if you're like who should i put this partner with Thrasios, it turns out is just very good on its own so whatever you put it with it's gonna still be good yeah and I am extremely hopeful that this card gets reprinted soon as well just because it's very good so it in in general think of these partners as just a way to add green to any of the current existing partners even if the partner already has green in it um, and a lot of times these will push you in one direction or the other uh, it's funny because normally the uncommons in the partner cycles might be a little less powerful Helpful. Turns out green has no problem with that. Both the rares and the uncommons all have a lot of power. I think in all the colors so far, we've seen at least a couple of the uncommons be
1: very, very good, too. Totally. It's not like they're all noticeable. Like, if you just covered up this rarity symbol, you might not know, yeah. you know, if the uncommons are are rare or not. If definitely you just read a couple. That text. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's start with the first one. It's Anara Wolvid Familiar. Three in a green for a 4-4 wolf beast. Legendary, of course. As long as it's your turn, commanders you control have indestructible... And it, of course, has the partner mechanic. So commanders you control have Indestructible. That would include Nara and then whatever partner. your partner is. Um, one thing I wanted to note right off, because you can partner this with a Planeswalker now, because of Shot and oh, Jessica. Right. Indestructible is a little bit weird with Planeswalkers. If they go to zero loyalty, they'll still, be, they'll still die. They'll still go to the graveyard. Right. Because it doesn't expressly
2: say in the rules when they hit zero loyalty, destroy them. So yeah. indestructible doesn't save them. Yeah, indestructible specifically. Effects that say destroy, don't destroy them. A creature with indestructible can't be destroyed by damage.
1: So uh, uh, like dread bore or something that destroys a planeswalker wouldn't work uh, if an R is out. But if you just smack it with a creature and bring it to zero loyalty, it
2: will die. Right, because it's also not a creature, I guess, with Indestructible. A Planeswalker with Indestructible will still have loyalty taken away from it from combat damage. Yes. Interesting, but edge case scenario. Yeah, okay, let's talk okay. about Inara. Well, <laughs> I added in a bunch of cards because I was like, Wolf, Beast, Tribal, and Joshua's was like, Well, let's be mean. And the first intro in, introductory card to Anara is playing World Slayer, which is a 5-mana artifact equipment with equip cost of 5. Typically, you don't play this card because the text says whenever equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, destroy all permanents other than World Slayer.
1: But you won't be destroying your two commanders. Because, and World Slayer. Yeah, because it has Indestructible. And World Slayer stick around. <laughs> yeah. That's all permanents. That's lands, too. So. lands, yeah. It should yeah. be called Landslayer. The, my guess is you'll win from that point
2: because you'll have two creatures, right. uh, and, your, your commanders. And, and, nope. every, and they're both Indestructible. And every time they hit something, it blows up all the permanents over again, and over again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Anara, yeah, it's a great utility partner, I would say, for any uh, partner pairing, or just in general, if you want to do something that has Indestructible. Um, so I think in the 99 of most Voltron decks, this could be a fine addition, right? It's kind of like Bastion Protector, really. It's the green Bastion right. Protector. So if you have white, you were probably already running
1: Bastion Protector, but let's say you either have white and green, because I think you probably run, run both. For wolves, or you have, especially, yeah. Yeah, or you have green and not white. Well, then all of a sudden, if it's a Voltron deck, you just put in Anara as if it were your Bastion Protector. It doesn't pump your yeah. commander, obviously, but.
2: Yeah, it's still a four mana. Uh, just make your thing indestructible, and I think you know again for a lot of players that are getting into the format need an extra slot to protect their commander a little bit. It's a great little addition. Mm-hmm. Also for a lot of decks that want to do things on your turn because it says as long as it's your turn, commanders you control have indestructible. So Vivectus as Madi the Dire is a commander that cares about attacking, and when it attacks, you choose a permanent a player controls that you're attacking for each player, and then the player sacrifice sacrifices those permanents. Each player sacrifices permanent. This way so reveals the top card of their library, then puts it onto the battlefield it's a permanent card so generally when you're swinging with a creature someone can block it with like a death touch flyer or do something to stop it from hitting in Anara is just a nice way again in these types of decks to make your commander a little more safe yep rurik thar wants to attack each combat if able um, man, I wish I could just block and kill a Rurik Thar. It has done so much damage to me. Thank you, game knights. <laughs> <laughs> also, it's just the kind of card people want to destroy, right? Like, yeah, totally. Please let me destroy it so I can cast my non-creature spells. Grand Lord War- Warlord Rodha, because she has haste, wants to attack the turn she comes out as well. And again, has green. Shalai, voice of plenty. So these are just sort of decks that care about it being your turn or giving your creatures or planeswalkers hexproof or indestructible. Anora adds, I think, just another piece onto that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to go beast tribal uh, questing beast notably is a legendary beast that does not have a name that would denote that it's a legendary creature so you could do that (laughs) Uh, and then you want to go wolf tribal wolf tribal toast to be here friend of wolves um you know all that good stuff uh oh and of course there are the fight decks fight tribal has gotten bigger and bigger there's a couple of cards in uh today's set review that we'll talk about that ninth of the dire hunt Uh, Kogla, just ways aula bear one, yeah. Yeah, just things that want to fight.
1: Yeah, indestructible is so good with fight, right? Because you're going to take damage from the creature that you're fighting, but all of a sudden, if your creatures have indestructible, your commander or whatever in it, it can just fight over and over Mm -hmm. because you don't care about the damage being dealt. It's indestructible.
2: Uh, and then for each of these, I decide, you know, I'm just going to list down really quickly which of the commanders that it goes with that are both new and which ones you that are... mean which are, of the partners? Yeah, the new partners, sorry, and the old ones. Um, this one's pretty straightforward. I think Acroma Vision of Ixador is all about attacking and it likes the indestructible additional keyword. Malcolm Kenai, Navigator is all about dealing combat damage for pirates. Uh, and so that's just a way to make him indestructible. Sinyu, Eye of the Storm, again, about attacking, breaches, rogue rock, uh Rogrock, rock, I guess uh and so like we said earlier there are two planeswalkers jessica and tavish sot that are both going to be affected by this but it doesn't prevent them from going to the graveyard
1: i like fault Shadowcat shadow familiar which is the one that gives your commanders death touch and menace Ooh! so now all of a sudden both your commanders have death touch menace and indestructible very tough to block because they're gonna have to double block and they're gonna die because of the death touch and your thing's not gonna die because it has indestructible yep. so if you can put a world slayer on one of them you put them in a real bind Yes. Yeah, so also just a sort of feast of hammer or something you know obviously
2: right so i think anara <laughs> plays pretty straightforward but it's a nice addition for the wolves and the beasts of the world and again another bashing protector button another color seems great as well
1: i thought silas Wren is actually a really good fit from the old oh sorry oh, moving yeah, on to old partners now uh silas Wren was the first one i thought of because silas Wren wants to deal combat damage has death touch right right so all of a sudden you give it indestructible and now you put them in a super big bind because it's like a lot of times you just block Silas Rand trade with it and don't let them get the trigger but you now lose the all, creature, but yeah, but so do they, and yeah. it's sort of okay. But now with the indestructible, you're like, okay, so I just lose a creature for nothing. So they're going to get the card advantage no matter what. Either they're getting one of my cards, uh, or they're getting the trigger from Silas and getting something out of the graveyard, one right. of their cards back. So it kind of puts them in a real bind. So Not I to think, mention, you're adding blue or, or I mean green to blue and black. And, yeah, you're adding the best color to the other two best colors. Sounds good. So all <laughs> of a sudden you're in Sultai. Yeah. So it seems like well,
2: you get all the green ramp and all actually all the green everything. Yeah. Uh, uh, the other old partners along the similar lines of Silas Ren are Akiri, Timna, Tana, Bruce Tarl. All of them want to attack. Uh, and so again, giving it you know, indestructible is just a nice cherry on top. I thought a Shy is actually like a really good one just because of the colors it gives. So it gives you white and blue. Uh-huh.
1: So notice that Anara says, commanders you control have indestructible. So if you control magic other people's commanders, uh-huh. they're still commanders. right? So on your turn, those will be indestructible. And then if you just play like a bunch of wraths, you you could be like I'm. What I'm going to do is steal other people's commanders and then wrath the board during my turn, which will not destroy my stuff and the stuff that I've stolen, but it will destroy everybody else's stuff. So that's I think another sort of good pairing
2: with Inara. Anara just got real mean if you want it to be. That's not super mean. I don't mean like destroy lands. I just <laughs> oh, mean okay, wrath, okay, okay, yeah. wrath the creatures. Less and stuff. world Slayer, command, not yeah, Armageddon or, or, or Wrath of God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving onwards to the next one. It is Galanra, Caller of Wirewood. You can probably guess this is an elf. Two and a green for a one-two legendary elf druid. You can tap it to add green. When you spend this mana to cast a spell with convert the mana cost costs six or greater, draw a card, and it has partner. So this is a command dork, as people on the internet have been referring to it. Um, you know, at first I was like, well, elf tribal. But then it's like, this is a three-mana elf, and elf tribal is not trying to play six CMC or higher spells. Right. So probably not going in that direction. But what is notable is that when you spend this mana to cast a spell so any spell not non-land or sorry not sorry non-creature or whatever it's just any spell so a lot of cards on the stack have a different cmc than they do in your hand for instance green sun zenith which is x and the green for a sorcery search your library for a green creature card with cmc x or less put it on the battlefield and shuffle your library and then you shuffle green sun zenith into its owner's library if you cast this for six mana or seven mana it has a cmc of seven and if you use genlanra to cast it then you draw a card off it as well yeah x
1: spells are great in general because you could cast them for less
2: than six if you
1: want to yeah because the downside of having a bunch of six cmc stuff is that you're just sitting there doing nothing in the early turns so x spells kind of help you where it's like i'll just cast this thing for three and get a little value off Mm -hmm. of it and then once galan out i guess three was a bad example Um, (laughs) but once galan is out then you start casting it for trying to get it for six so you oh, can get that six, ad- additional yeah. value of drawing the card yeah
2: yeah and so any spells that actually reduce the cost keep the cmc of the spell the reduction of the cost doesn't affect the cmc so gargo's vicious watcher makes hydra spells cast one four less to cast so Galanra is good in that deck Gorklaw as well creature spells with power four greater cost two less to cast doesn't affect their cmc Galanra will still see it as a six cmc thing but you just don't pay that much yeah Yeah. same with animar oh, and boy. then when the animar Galanra comes out as a one mana spell that is now good drawing you cards so it's actually kind of doing doing a, a, a lot of work in that deck. Um, and same things with like Joda as well, because Joda is an alternative casting cost. Right, but the CMC of the spells remains it what remains it was. It remains what it was, right? So, oh boy.
1: Cascade with Maelstrom Wanderer. seems right? pretty good. You're a casting? Well, you're not casting the Cascade spells with Galanra, though. True, true. So I mean, you wouldn't get the extra two, but casting Maelstrom Wanderer obviously
2: And be... this is like a big mana deck, so yep. I think anything, right? Even if you draw one of your big Cascade spells, like, darn, this is a seven CMC spell, well, now you have Galanra to cast it. Yeah, get that extra value. I don't think Maelstrom Wanderer needed any extra health help it's no. in all the colors to do what it needs to do same with animar and all that but again these are just new cards to put in especially if you're a new player and all that so it's just easier to sort of get into that that pattern of like cool i can make a deck that works and synergizes with itself
1: yeah um you have karuga down here who is one of the companions that cares about larger uh,
2: cmc stuff right or yeah you can only have him as your companion if you have uh, spells that are CMC3 or greater in land cards. Also, so, you can just still have it in your deck, though. Yeah, totally. And because when it manages the battlefield, you draw a card for each other permanent you control, CMC3 or greater. So again, it's just sort of like a big mana deck. Um, in this case, we're playing with Karuga, it's blue green um there oh josh noted emoti celebrant of bounty which is a new legendary creature from it's one of the solo legendaries from commander legend yes and it just is a uh five mana with a cascade and then spells you cast with converted mana cost six or greater have cascade so you're already going to want to cast six or greater spell uh, spells in the
1: emoti deck so right. galander probably goes in there but also if you happen to pair uh with the right colors it's just blue right yep um with Galanra, then Emoti could go in that deck. But I also just think the philosophy of Emoti that we went over when we did our set review kind of works with Galanra, right? Uh, You you touched on it with the X spells, but spells that have a higher CMC than what you're actually going to pay for it. Right. So it's like um, Delve stuff, Treasure Cruise, Dig Through Time, right? They they say eight in the corner, but you really only pay one or two. Uh, Then you've got... The undaunted The Undaunted mechanic. mechanic. So if you pair with black, you could get curtain's call, which is five and a black for an instant that says destroy two target creatures, but it has undaunted, so the spell costs one less to cast for each opponent. So you can often cast it for only three but it counts as a six cmc spell so
2: that makes it a lot easier for galanra to cast and draw your card yep yep there's seeds of renewal is the same thing you can return two target cards from your graveyard to your hand normally it costs seven mana six in the green but that could down be down for three thanks to undaunted so that's pretty good rate four mana two cards yep and then untappers
1: could be good with galanra i mean obviously like seedborn muse But anything that could untap Galanra can draw you multiple cards because you untap it. Like even like a Cure's Follower, which could early in the game get you extra mana, but later just untap Galanra to cast your second spell also. Mm-hmm. with her especially if you're doing like Curtain's Call so you pay three there and three there but they're actually two six CMC spells draw two cards extra with Galana because you untapped her. Ooh, that kind nice. of stuff could be good too I think.
2: Yeah Galana just seems like a way to generate a lot of value. Now when it comes to the partners the new partners uh, the one that is most notable is Brineland the Moon Kraken which mm. is six blue blue for a six eight and when it enters the battlefield or whenever you cast a spell with CMC six or greater you may return target non-land permanent to its owner's hand. So those two sort of seem like a nice match made in heaven you're bouncing stuff as well as drawing cards as long as you're using gun to cast it could it even bounce your own stuff to cast it again to draw Ooh, more nice. cards yeah like, in that case you definitely want the untappers to make sure gun can tap again to add that mana and, and i think it's that clear that the blue green draft mechanic or draft
1: archetype for um commander legends is six cmc or greater spells right, right. so
2: there's gonna probably be a bunch of cards of commander Leg- legends that fit this theme Yep, Miara, Throne of the Glade is the mono black elf partner. So if you're going the elf style with this, uh, there's Elena, Casag Trapper, oh, yeah. which this is, is a good one. yeah, it's the first striker that adds mount of red mana equal to the greatest power among creatures you control that enter the battlefield this turn. So Galana obviously is powering out a huge thing. Elena adds extra mana. Now you're off to the races. Yep. Um, Galana also can just help ramp out Acroma, Vision of Ixidor. Yep. So, and then Dargo as well, who is a seven mana commander. But but, uh, but you won't pay that. So he yeah, kind of fits never the same that, uh, yeah. philosophy as the Emoti stuff. Yeah. So interesting stuff there. Um, decent card. Uh, I think you'll see some play here and there. But uh, if anything, I'm just interested to see how these cards sort of add into the ecosystem of commander because all of these commanders are, again, opening up tons of spaces now for just adding green to a partner pairing. All right. The next one is Halana, Kessig,
1: Kessig Ranger. Three and a green for a 3-4 human archer. Legendary has reach, as most archers do. Whenever another (laughs) creature enters the battlefield under your control, you may pay two. If you do, that creature deals damage equal to its power to target creature.
2: Ooh. This is a punch, not a fight. Yeah, it's a one-sided fight. You're paying two mana. It's it's not, the creatures are not hitting each other. Your creature is just doing its damage to the other one, kind of like a bow and arrow, maybe. Like you're firing an arrow, but with their power. Uh, so there's a lot of this. Again, fight tribal or just punch tribal. Grothama, all devouring, is a really fun commander. It's three green green for a 10-8. Other creatures have, whenever this creature attacks, you may have it fight Grothama. And when Grothama leaves the battlefield, each player draws cards equal to the amount of damage dealt to Grothama this turn by sources they control so obviously you're going to be in the deck that you know wants to deal Grothama damage and Halana is a way to do that without actually having to have um, other creatures fighting to attack it if that makes sense like Halana can have a creature enter the battlefield you pay two it smacks Grothama for an amount of damage.
1: Oh, I was just reading that so Grothama can punch himself?
2: Yes Grothama could punch himself. Whenever another creature
1: enters the battlefield under your control that means not Halana. Yes. You may pay two. When you do that creature deals damage equal to its power target creature yeah I believe you could just have
2: Grythama enter the battlefield pay two and just draw ten cards yep because Grythama is a source that you controlled (laughs) so Grythama just becomes a seven mana draw ten pretty which cool which is
1: like you know you probably don't do that that often because it's still a lot of mana to draw 10 but still
2: it's something you could do that's pretty interesting yeah and it just gives you more flexibility too because sometimes the Grothama deck wants to sack it and not have creatures go to combat to fight it right because sometimes the, the the creatures fighting it almost always die because it's a 10-8 so yeah. it's like a 2-2 that fights it so this Kalana is Kalana's a way to have a creature fight it without it dying and then you can sack Grothama to draw those cards later on mm-hmm. again 9th of the Dire Hunt is all about the attacky attacky fighting yeah uh, in the 99 I think Palan nest tender uh because this is creating these little yeah. egg creature tokens and then you can have other creatures fight it when they come into the battlefield and when those eggs die you reveal cards from the top of your library to so you reveal a creature card and it goes on the battlefield and then you can trigger halana again That's to have that cool fight so you fight your own egg it becomes something big and then the big thing that comes out fights one of their things yeah it's I like, like well, it's one of those nature versus nurture moments it's <laughs> you know, like he's been it's been fighting since the day it was born <laughs> it'll keep fighting till the day it dies uh there's also a bunch of cards here that help you fight or punch better.
1: So Brash Taunter. This is a card we talk about a lot. This card is yeah. very, very good. Every time I've seen it out, it's just done a ton- tremendous amount of work. Um, it's four and a red for a 1-1 one, one Goblin with Indestructible. Whenever it is dealt damage, it deals that much damage to target opponents. And you can pay two and a red, tap the Brash Taunter, and it fights another target creature. So if anybody's got anything big out, you can have it. And it can be yourself. Mm-hmm. You can have it hit that thing and then redirect that damage to an opponent To an because yeah. it got indestructible. It also just stops so many attacks. Like Brash Taunter hits the field and so often you're just like, <laughs> oh crap. I can't attack it. What am that. I going to do? Yeah, exactly. And I also don't want my big creatures because they're going to use that against me now.
2: Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's similar to Stuffy Doll. However, Stuffy Doll makes you choose a player when it enters the battlefield. So Brash Taunter is a lot more flexible in red and green and red seem like great pairings for uh, Halana and the fight type archetype. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, you can give your creatures death touch. So there There's a few cards that do this now. You have to have it so that it it's global Death Touch, right? Because you don't have time to equip to them. Yeah. Um, because this is an ETB trigger on Holana. Correct. Yeah, you can't have it enter the battlefield smacking equipment on it unless you have like a Cigar Aid type deck. But that's a lot of hoops to jump through for Holana. I think there's enough cards that just say your creatures have Death Touch, right? Yeah. Zagras is a black and a red one uh, from uh, uh, Resendikar Rising. And then Archetype of Finality is an enchantment Theros. creature that does the same thing from Theros. And then you have a lot of spells like Ready and Willing that are great in token decks that give your creatures indestructible. Or you can Fuse it ah. to give your creatures Death Touch and Lifelink until end of turn as well, so you can kind of like combo some stuff off here. That's a bit less uh, sort of advantage advantageous because you're using an instant. You're much better off using sort of like the enchantments that give creatures you control Death Touch. Right, because otherwise you got to have the two mana for Holana, whatever the mana cost for the creature spell,
1: and extra mana left over for yep. Ready and Willing. Yeah, that's kind of tough. Um, I thought Team or Sabretooth would be pretty good in this deck because bouncing your own creature back so you can replay it and fight something else could turn into oh, you know, right. a great way to just, if you're out of gas or don't have a big enough creature, you can sort of reuse one you've already got.
2: Uh, Godzilla, King of Monsters, Gojira! Or Zelortha, Strength Incarnate. Uh, yeah. Three red, green for seven through trample. Lethal damage dealt cre- to creatures you control is determined by their power. Rather than their toughness, because in general, I think this deck with Holana is probably,
1: especially if she's at the helm with another partner, uh-huh. is probably going to have a bunch of high power, low toughness things because those tend to be cheaper CMC wise. You can oftentimes get like a five two for three mana. That's going right. to deal five damage to something because it's not a fight; it's a punch. Mm-hmm. So now all of a sudden, Godzilla means that that thing's basically a five five. Oh for all right. intents and purposes, So they can't right? die right, right right. So it, so it makes it harder making. for it to die in other ways when you're in
2: combat. And Ooh, like I like cards that sort of had that cross synergy going. It's like reverse Doran, right? Yeah yeah yeah. Inverse.
1: Doran i don't know how to say
2: it um obviously for the new partners halana pairs very well with elena kessig trapper because they were you know it, they were actually previewed together i believe and they look very similar in and they they're
1: they're have to be like sisters or something
2: yeah halana and i have a bond that'll never be broken however halana does not have enough room for flavor text so we have no idea how she feels about that <laughs> She's like, Elena is
1: slightly annoying,
2: yeah. but I'm not going to tell her. I'm looking away from her in the art, but she's still looking at me. Kind yeah, of
1: actually, that's true. Yeah. Unless,
2: no, you could switch them. Oh, that's you just don't point. know who's on the left and who's on the right. Yeah, it's it's one of those classic sibling rivalries. <laughs> uh, you know a little bit about that? Yeah, <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> Um, and then, of course, uh, Kodama, I think, is another interesting pairing with this, who we'll talk about later on this episode, because Kodama's putting out extra permanents every time you put a permanent on the battlefield, so that'll trigger Halana as well, but that's just mono green beats. Yeah. For the old partners, Silas Wren seems great. He's got Death Touch, comes out, immediately drops and hits someone for that. Timna the Weaver is always looking to get blockers out of the way, and Bruce Tarl and Akiri, uh, of course, care about attacking, so... Yeah, like it's-
1: what you said about Silas there, I think another thing we didn't touch on, but the deck probably just wants... Creatures that already have, already death, have touch, death Touch. Right, because yeah. like, yeah. if it's a 1-1 one, one with Death Touch, it's actually pretty good because that's a kill spell and something that's going to sit there and make it hard to attack you. I yeah. think Elena is probably the best pairing though, right? Because if you're playing a three-mana 5-2 then that's awesome with Elena because she taps and now gives you five mana. She's the one, sorry, if you don't remember, it's four and a red for a four, three. You tap her and add red to your mana pool equal to the greatest power among creatures you control that entered the battlefield this turn. So she can actually pay for the fight too. Yep, and you might have some extra left over. Yeah, because when the fight trigger, or sorry, punch trigger goes on the stack for her Lana, that creature is on the battlefield. So Elena can now see it and say, oh, I see, I'm going to add five red. Two of that will go towards paying for this punch thing. The yep. arrow goes, knocks, and it uh, murders someone. All right. The next green partner is Itch-Tekik. Salvage splicer. Itch-Tekik. Did, did I say it? <laughs> I have no idea. Itch-Tekik. <laughs> Salvage. I have no idea. Four and a green for a 1-1. <laughs> Five mana 1-1. Human artificer. Legendary creature. When it enters the battlefield, you create a 3-3 colorless golem artifact creature token. This is what we see splicers usually do. Mm-hmm. Whenever an artifact is put into your graveyard, an artifact from the battlefield... A graveyard
2: from yeah. the battlefield, yeah.
1: Oh, it's put into a graveyard from the battlefield. So any artifact goes to the graveyard from the battlefield for anybody. You put a 1-1 counter on Ichtekik and a plus-1, one, plus-1 one counter on each Golem you control. So Golem Tribal
2: in green and who, whatever colors you partner pair this with. Yeah, so uh, we noted that it's probably good to pair this with white because when you sacrifice treasure tokens or uh, food tokens, uh, it's also going to trigger ick, tick, It's the first time anyone's ever said those words. This IT. is good to pair with white. Good to pair with white, right? So, yes. White
1: and something else, right? Like <laughs> white and blue, maybe, Ishai, or white and...
2: <laughs> yeah, white and then another color that's not white, please. Uh, Bane of Progress seems really good in this deck because you're destroying all artifacts uh, or enchantments uh, yep. however it doesn't it get rid gets, of it to kick but it gets rid of the golems yeah it gets rid of the so golems it's not quite as good ideally you're doing something else with the golems at that point um but again you're making tokens so you got your parallel lives doubling season anointed procession Can uh, i interest you in a cathars crusade yeah I, you how could. about maybe a uh what's the other one I've, I've, anything that oh the was, divine
1: visitation divine visitation ooh very nice make four four angels instead of golems uh,
2: big shout out to ginger brute which also happens to be a golem who would have thought I thought it was a gingerbread but it's a food golem um, and you can also sacrifice a ginger brute to you know trigger ict IT. Um, I think you're playing this in a Scrap Trawler type deck as oh. well because, you you know, you're throwing things in the graveyard artifacts. Artifactocrats? Yeah, Artifactocrats. Uh, except this time you're making really big golems. And of course, so if you're playing the Splicers, this is obviously the best synergy because a card like Vital Splicer, 300 green for a 1-1. When it enters the battlefield, you create a 3-3 colorless golem artifact creature token. And then these are sort of, they act like slivers almost. They're golem lords, right? Yeah, golem lords. You can pay one to regenerate a golem with Vital Splicer golem creatures have trample if you're playing maul splicer if you have master splicer and white golems get plus one plus one blade splicer golems have first strike so golem lords slivers it's a similar world if you want to go probably into play that. like
1: precursor golem and all the other golem cards too yeah
2: um if you somehow get this into a five color shell i feel like brea is very good with this because you can sacrifice artifacts all the time oh oh yeah you, you, gotcha. have, to have, grade, you have to be yeah. chromat obviously yeah um a card that is also great with this probably yarak the desecrated two golems you get Lots of, uh, yeah, lots of permanents entering the battlefield, get more golems and stuff. Um, Emile the Blessed, a flicker deck, seems pretty good with all of the splicers mm-hmm. as well. You get a flicker of them, get a bunch of triggers off of that. Uh, from Commander Legends, there's a new card called Phyrexian Triniform, which is a nine mana, oh, yeah. nine nine golem, but it has Encore. Uh, when it dies, you create three 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 colorless golem artifact creature tokens. Um, so, obviously- so you Encore it out, and then you'll get nine golems when you sacrifice it at the end of the Encore? Is that right? If there's four players. Yes. And then you're also going to get the trigger of IT, sorry, whenever it dies after the Encore because you're sacrificing this at the end of the next step. Encore is an ability where you pay an extra amount of mana. It, you it dies, it you get three
1: golems, you get the one-one counters on all the golems that you just got with it because it died. And then you Encore it out and you get like Even another four. three another nine golems which all get counters because the thing died is that does that work that way can you extract the triggers that way i don't know let's assume for now that you can but if i'm wrong whatever just type it in the comments
2: fine. yeah um and then of course there's going to be some combo stuff to do here so cards like foundry inspector that say artifact spells you cast cost one less to cast means that we can go infinite because you have a card called Arcbound Reclaimer. reclaimer is the four mana artifact creature golem golem hey hey and you can remove a 1-1 counter from it to put target artifact from your graveyard on top of your library, and it has modular 2, so it enters the battlefield with two 1-1 counters on it. And when it dies, you can put its counters on another creature. So, this is on the battlefield, you can put at instant speed an artifact card from your graveyard on top of your library. So, if you have cards like the eggs, this is where the eggs comes from, like Darkwater Egg, it's a one-mana artifact, you can pay two to tap it, sacrifice it, add blue-black, draw a card. The draw card is really important here because the Darkwater Egg is now gonna cost zero, thanks to the Foundry Inspector, and you have an ability that you can pay two to tap it and sacrifice it. You get the mana back and you draw a card. So you sacrifice this. Ick to Kick is going to trigger. You're going to put plus one, plus one counters on things. And then when it's in the graveyard, you can use the Arcbound Reclaimer to put it on top of your library before the draw card you're holding priority here. And so you put it back on and you can draw it and then you can play it for zero again. And you can repeat this because, it, because it. Of the one counters keep going back on the whatever it's
1: called, the um, Arc-bound, Arcbound Reclaimer, reclaimer. you're just continuously egg. doing that. Yeah, and so you can get infinite one-one counters on something. It's eggs, everybody. It's eggs. And it's I got called eggs. mean for talking about World Slayer.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the one where you're going like, I'm going to do all this stuff and no one can do anything. And it's just like, yeah, but how do you win with this? Yeah, there cho- are definitely ways. Yeah, Chromatic Star is another one that can do it uh, that you get to add a man of any color when you sacrifice it. Or you can even just sacrifice it to a like clan ironworks. Mm-hmm. And again, they all say draw a card when they get in there there's cards like mystic forge which is really good in this deck i think it's a four mana artifact you may look at the top card of your library and you can cast artifacts and colorless spells from the top of your library and then you can pair that up with like a lotus petal it's a zero mana artifact that adds one mana of any color so again the big uh thing here is the arcbound reclaimer Um, and then, you know, you just get infinite plus one plus encounters, you can get infinite enter the battlefield type things, I don't know, there's lots you can do here. I'm so happy that, of all the colors, green finally gets
1: the opportunity to play around with the artifacts, artifactocrats style deck, because you know what, green just can't do enough stuff, so we got an equipment deck earlier this year, now green is just going to be one of the artifactocrats colors, like, Poor green. They can't do anything. I'm so glad they keep giving them no- more stuff that they're allowed to do.
2: Finally, they can play with artifacts. Yep. You know? Yep. Playing thank with God lands was don't... getting boring. Yeah, thank <laughs> God they
1: just, you know, every excuse for everything that they might put
2: in white is that it's outside their color pie. But green, artifact tech, fine, let's do that. Yeah, we've had splashes before. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, finally, you can play XX artifact creatures like Walking Bliss to Hangerback Walker. If you want to just play it for zero, it automatically goes to the graveyard and you get a trigger that way.
1: Yay. Yay. Uh, so the partners that you'll probably want to partner this with are the ones that care about artifacts. The new ones, there's Rebek, Architect of Ascension. That's the one that gives your artifacts hexproof for the uh, other artifacts, CMCs that you
2: have. Yeah, that there is... That one's a little weird. Glacian yeah. Powerstone Engineer, which you can tap untapped artifacts to look at the top X cards of your library. Put one of them into your hand and the rest into your graveyard. So this is a deck that I think will want to have artifacts in the graveyard that can recur. Yeah, there's Armix
1: which is... uh, Oh, God, do I have to read this whole thing? Whenever it attacks, you can discard a card. And when you do target creature defending player controls, it gets negative X, negative X until end of turn, where X is the number of artifacts you control plus the number of artifacts in your graveyard. So that would be green, black cares
2: about artifacts. Yep, yep. Uh, And then Togo makes rocks. (laughs) You can't get the flesh sculpture as well. Uh, And if you can sack those rocks, then you can put a lot of 1 1 counters on stuff. Although, honestly, just keep adding green to Silas Wren because he cares about artifacts and it's perfect. So, (laughs) Uh, the old, yeah, the old part. Man, Silas Wren, we've mentioned for like most of these. Yeah. Yeah, I
1: think you're right. Just because like Silas Wren is already pretty good. And if you just add green to it, it, guess what? It gets a little better. It gets a little better. The shy why are we saying a shy just because white plus some and- plus
2: some counters oh yeah okay. it's just another way to get that synergy going and Rav- then ravel soul tender if you're like again sacking a lot of things at the graveyard you want to bring them back poor
1: ravels just cost too much mana yeah poor ravels we just felt like we wanted to mention somebody besides you know thrasios and stuff thrasios timna silence tana all right uh we've got four more partner commanders in green to go but before we get to them we got to take a quick break hear a message from our sponsors
0: In just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
2: Oakley Doakley, we have returned. That's my Netflix. Hiddley ho. Hiddley ho. Oakley Doakley, Oakley (laughs) Doakley, Oakley Doakley. And we're talking about green. The Evergreen. Green. Um, obviously, green is struggling mighty hard in Commander. And let's see if any of these cards oh help. Oh, boy. At least one of them is very broken yeah. that we still have to go. We All right. still have to go, yeah. But this one is not so much. But It's it, still it, good. It's, it's still good, yeah. It's the mythic of the set. It's Kamal, Heart of Krosa. Six green green for a 5-5 five, five Legendary Human Druid. At the beginning of combat on your turn, creatures you control get plus three, plus three, and gain trample until end of turn. And you can pay one in the green until end of turn. Target land you control becomes a 1-1 one, one elemental creature with Vigilance, Indestructible, and Haste. It's still a land. So play pattern, you play this. You can pay one in the green, make your land a 1-1. One, one, but then at the beginning of combat, our creatures get plus three, plus three, and trample. So you also can make lands that are... So you're basically are making 4-4
1: four, four lands.
2: 4-4 four, four, Vigilance, Indestructible, Haste, Trample, and Lands. And this has partner.
1: I mean, it is eight mana, so you're unlikely to play it in on the same turn. Yeah. Turn your uh, land into a creature. But what you can do is play it and on that same turn attack with whatever creatures you already had out. Bingo. Kamal's a... Yeah. You put Crater Hoof Behemoth, uh, a lesser Crater Hoof Behemoth, but... In the command zone. In the command zone, yeah. So it a lot of times token decks have to have a certain number of effects that are going to pump the whole team, but you don't want too many because you don't want to just draw those and not the token makers, but you don't want too few because you don't want to have I finally made twenty five tokens. If only I had a way to pump them, but I haven't drawn it. Kamal just answers that question. You can just have it in your command zone and know that, like, whenever at the point I do create enough tokens, I always have access to the pump spell. Yep. Uh, so that's a good thing about Kamal.
2: Yeah, and again, if you're paying him with red, extra attack steps is real nice. God, extra obviously, steps, so, good so you can play like Morog. I don't Fury know if it's obvious. Coup. Maybe we should explain it. <laughs> so at the beginning of combat, on your turn. That means every single time you go to combat, it doesn't say at the beginning of the first combat phase of your turn. So if you have something that says, take an extra combat after this one, it's going to see that again and trigger it again. Plus three, plus three again. The second trample won't matter that much, but the second plus three, plus
1: three matters. Yep. 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 Yep, Yeah. Morog. Theory Uh, of a coom. Yeah. If you watch the most recent episode of Game Nights, you'll know that, well, I don't want to spoil it, but it was a scary moment. Danger, danger. Yeah. Because if you're going to get plus three, plus three on the first attack, then plus three, Plus six, plus six, basically on the second, plus nine, plus nine on the third. You see where this is going. And the, it gives the trample.
2: Yeah. And Morrigal actually adds another plus one to that each time. Oh, that's true. For the landfalls. So it's plus, you know, four, then eight, eight then, then, then 12, 12. then yeah. 16. Then it doesn't matter. You don't have to do the math because everyone's already Everyone's going to die. Yeah. yeah. Um, so again, I think Goreclaw, Terror of Calcisma, another card that's great in this deck because it makes Kamalo cheaper to cast, and yeah. you just have big beastly things in here. Oh, I like this one, Stonebrow here Hero, three red and green for a legendary creature, four four with Trample. Whenever a creature you control with Trample attacks, it gets plus two plus two until end of turn. Oh yeah, so and it's Kamalo, at the beginning of combat they get it, and then you declare the attack. Yeah, so, so boom, plus five plus five, and Trample with Stonebrow Jeez. and Kamalo out, and then get an extra combat step, and it's like giving it plus ten in the second attack yeah. basically. Early. So, obviously, I think you're going to play this in your token decks that want to have, cra- like, if you have Hook Behemoth in your deck, this is a card that could easily go in there. It's a nice addition to what we've been given, which is, like, Pathbreaker, Ibex, Angelic Field, Marshal. These are, like, the world of cards that are similar to Overwhelming Stampede in a lot of ways. Um... The thing I like about Kamal, partially, too, is that that second ability, don't underrate it.
1: So, mm-hmm. Craterhoof is pretty bad if you don't have a bunch of tokens. Kamal, you could just play out, and then the next turn be like, all right, I'm going to activate twice, swing in with 2 four fours. At least you're doing stuff if you're kind of yeah. like in an attrition game where, you know, everyone's low, running low on cards. That happens sometimes. Or at least you can do some things Kamal on its own. I mean, I don't think it's as good as Craterhoof, but also
2: Kamal sits in your command zone and you know you have access to it. So that gives it, I and think, Crater more power. Huff is just mighty inaccessible these days. Yeah. So Kamal, new set, going to be opened a lot. There's a chance here to get it. And I think this is just, again, a great card in the 99 as well. But I like what you put here, which is turn all of your lands into creatures. Yeah, so
1: Kamal can look very unscary if you just play Kamal and there's nothing else out, right? And then if on the following turn, you say Sylvan Awakening, turn all my lands into 2-2 two, two elemental creatures with Reach Indestructible and Haste, then Kamal turns all those things into five fives with trample. Wow. You could really win in a position where people think you're not scary or it's out of nowhere. And there are a few cards that turn your lands into creatures like that. There's Rude
2: Awakening and then there's uh, Natural Affinity. I like Natural Affinity because it's an instant and it also makes all lands become 2-2 two, two creatures. to your opponents too. So, but if they want to block with their lands, you're trampling over with 5 fives, so. And usually they <laughs> tap their lands on their turn so they don't have as many as you have.
1: right? Yeah. So I've found that Natural Affinity actually works very good. Also, you can really hose people by turning lands into creatures in response to a board wipe if you have a stronger creature position. Yeah. And that's something that I've won games with before where they go, okay, destroy all creatures. And you're like, in response, turn all the lands into creatures. Yep. Yeah, and if you could just save, if you just know in that instance one or two of your things is going to
2: live, all of a sudden you can win the game off the back of that. Yeah, good job, natural affinity. <laughs> so in terms of the partners that this works with, uh, Kamal and Jessica oh boy. go hand in hand because, boy, that's a lot of damage. Well, it's brother-sister, right? Right. And then Kamal becomes an 8-8. Jessica will triple that damage, and that's an 8-8 with trample. That will probably be commander damage in game. Yeah, Jessica's zero
1: ability is you choose target creature, and until your next turn, that creature, if that creature would deal combat damage to one of your opponents, it deals that Uh, it deals triple that damage instead. Remember, with Trample, it's a little bit interesting. So Mm -hmm. if if Kamal was attacking, would turn himself into an 88 with Trample. Let's say they have a 2-2 that blocks... That means six damage is going to get through, and only that six damage is going to be going to be uh, tripled. It's yep. not going to triple against the 2-2 because that's not one of your
2: opponents. Right. Still, you do 18. Yeah, so it's six times three, not eight times three. Yep. But that's still a lot of damage. Yep. Um, and then it, I think like this works well with Tevish Zot because he makes little 1-1 or thralls that you can then buff up with Kamal. Nice. Uh, Kaidel for the old partners, if you need to ramp Kamal out. And then Bruce Tarl a token deck or a Timna token deck or a Ravos monster deck or a Tana the Bloats. Tana makes tokens, so Yeah, yeah. You, you get the idea. You can pair Kamal. I think Kamal and Timna is probably the best because then you're an Obzon and Obzon is the token oh, colors. Yeah.
1: I think Tana could be very, very good too, because Tana makes a lot of tokens and Kamal gives you the pump spell that you'll need at the moment to you win, need it. yeah. Yeah. And Tana's
2: already very strong. All right. Okay. Let's go on to probably the most broken, right? Yes, definitely the most broken. There were calls for bans. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> when Chulainn runs around, I don't care about this as much. I mean, right? Thrasios exists. Thrasios, yeah. Okay, Kodama of the East Tree. This is four green, green for a six-six legendary spirit. So six mana, six-six. It's got reach. That's Kodama's why people wanted to ban it.
1: Reach. I got it.
2: Yay! That's yeah. I would. Uh, it's it's a reach to ban it actually. But all right. Here we go. Here's the interesting text. Whenever another permanent enters the battlefield under your control, if it wasn't put onto the battlefield with this ability, you may put a permanent card with equal or lesser converted mana cost from your hand onto the battlefield. Okay. So this doesn't just go infinite with anything because it checks, right? So let's say I play a land. It's a permanent area in the battlefield. It wasn't put onto the battlefield with this ability because I just played my land. I may now put a permanent with equal or lesser converted mana cost from my hand on the battlefield. So I can just play another land but it's not me playing it it's me putting it out in the battlefield with this ability and then it's not going to trigger kodama otherwise
1: you just play one land put all your lands out yeah exactly yeah the fact that the lands let you play another land that feels like a little bit of a mistake it feels like it should have said non-token non-land permanent yep Uh, The fact that that land specifically works so well with this means that it's very, very powerful with anything that puts extra lands into play. So, Kodama's Reach. Yeah, Kodama's Reach and Cultivate
2: will both put the
1: lands you find, both of them, onto the battlefield, which is kind of cool. Right, because you find one and put one in your hand, but then the one goes into the battlefield, not with Kodama's ability. So, it says, hey, you want to put another land out? Yes, I do. Boom. Or a
2: zero cast cost thing. You could put out any permanent that costs zero. Yep. Uh, Green Sun Zenith is great, again, because it's a tutor that gets a creature on the battlefield. Same thing goes for Finale of Devastation, Natural Order, Turn Timber Symbiosis. Uh, when they get that thing on the battlefield you're gonna get to play another thing from your hand and usually those are getting huge things out yes and also pattern of rebirth it's an enchantment that when you play it you get to do something and then when that creature dies you get a creature and then you get to do it again right so there's just a lot and it's a permanent of... you could put out with Kodama's ability yes yeah yeah exactly right you can play a creature and then put pattern rebirth out and then sacrifice right. yep. sacrifice that get two things yeah so there's a lot of things you can do here um, obviously you know, like we said cultivating Kodama's reach if Kodama's reach didn't work well with Kodama that would be absurd obviously um, um.
1: Yeah. The the I think the biggest thing I saw when I saw this card, and I, I should say I'm playing this card as one of my partners with Tago in 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 the previous game nights. Sorry, it hasn't come out yet for us, but we'll have for you. Make a rock, play a land. Yeah, that <laughs> I really built the deck around Tago. If you watch the episode, it's not built around Kodama much at all, but it's a landfall kind of deck. So I, I wanted green, and yeah, Kodama says if a token enters the battlefield, you know, a rock token, let's say then that's a zero-cost thing, and you can put something else, another permanent from your hand that costs zero onto the battlefield. So, yeah, make a rock play a land, which makes another walk that plays a land. So if you have Togo and Kodama out, it's just play all your lands. Yeah, pretty powerful. Pretty right powerful. In. I mean, you have to have a lot of card draw because Kodama comes out
2: super late. Yeah. And by that point, you've probably played a lot of your lands, but... Yeah. Well, the important thing here is that you are trying to find a way to get another permanent onto the battlefield with a landfall trigger, right? Yes. And that's what really makes Kodama go off, is because that extra permanent entering is going to trigger Kodama, and it wasn't put there from the thing. So it's like it's one degree of separation. You play a land, you trigger a landfall thing, you create something, and then Kodama goes, hey, you made something. Play Do you want to play a land? land. Tireless, oh, tra- tireless
1: Tracker would work in the same way, yep. and that's in green, and... So you could just put that in with any Kodama deck. Don't have to have Tago.
2: Yeah, the big combo that has been discussed lot online is Hour of Promise. It's a 400 green sorcery to search your library for up to two land cards and put them onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle your library. And then if you control three or more deserts, you create two black zombie creature tokens. Not as relevant there. But what you're looking to find is Field of the Dead and then the bounce land. So Field of the Dead enters the battlefield tapped. Whenever Field of the Dead or another land enters the battlefield under your control, if you control seven or more lands with different names, not too hard in Commander, you create a 2-2 black zombie creature token, and then Simic Growth Chamber or any of the bounce lands that your deck can play is a land that enters the battlefield tapped. When it enters the battlefield, return the land you control to its owner's hand. So these both enter these both enter and, and then again you don't need Field of the Dead necessarily you can also just have a Scoot Swarm in play which when a land enters the battlefield you make a 1-1 green insect creature token so what happens is these both these lands enter uh, the Simic Growth Chamber is going to bounce itself because you can play it and have it bounce itself and then that's going to trigger landfall when it gets in the battlefield you make a 1-1 and then you can play or this a two-two with or a 2-2 that- and then you can replay the semi-growth chamber and then it's going to make and then you can bounce it again and then kodama is going to say see another permanent coming on the battlefield as a 2-2 or a 1-1 you just stack you your triggers keep going and you can replay the semi-growth chamber so any battle plan times. with kodama becomes play infinite landfall Only if you're able to create something off of the landfall. Create something that lets you put the bounce land back into play. So you need to make a permanent that isn't seen by Kodama. So that's why Feel of the Dead, Scoot Swarm all works, and same with Tago, is because there's something that sees the land come into play, and then that card is the one making the thing, not Kodama.
1: Oh, bounce land can't bounce itself and then play itself in response to the Kodama trigger? Only if you have infinite landfall triggers. Because let me just—I want to walk through this because I know a lot of people are probably thinking it. I oh wait, 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 wait. you're right, right. I play yeah, a bounce yeah. land. Kodama okay. triggers bounce land triggers. I stack it so the bounce land triggers on top. I bounce the bounce land. Kodama says, "Hey, a thing entered the battlefield. Do you want to put another permanent?" Yeah, it's a bounce land. Stack the trigger. I think a bounce land by itself again could be wrong. New cards. Uh, didn't try and do this in my Tago deck because I was worried about rocks, <laughs> but. I think a bounce line by itself is just infinite landfall triggers with
2: that Kodama. That might work. It it,
1: uh, it feels like I'm missing something and they would have thought of that. So let us know if I'm incorrect. Well,
2: oh, I believe actually because
1: the second time you put the bounce line back in, it's with Kodama's But it doesn't matter. I'm bouncing my bounce line back to my hand. Oh, and I don't have another... Y- Yes, you're right. I don't. Yeah, you're right. That's where it stops it. Yeah, yeah. So that's why you need... Okay. Whew.
2: You just need one more card to go nuts.
1: That's why you need uh, Field uh, of the Dead.
2: <laughs> an Hour of the Promise gets both cards on the battlefield. Yeah, which is why it's so nuts, is that yeah. you can get it out with just that five CMC spell. It's not an instant win because you would need haste or something, right? Or you yeah, have to do that an instant speed. You need to do something like Impact Tremors to every single time the creature enters, it does something. So you need
1: one more... Piece yeah. and, and a three card combo is not as scary as a nah. two card, even if it includes your commander.
2: Okay. Um, Maloku as well is a one mana to return the land you control to its owner's hand, and then you create a one one blue illusion creature token. So uh, that you could do you right, replay them. Pay one, yeah, but then you're oh, even and, it, and
1: the land will come in on tap, which can pay the mana to return itself basically and make the one oh, so that's infinite. All right,
2: yeah. So there's a lot of different ways to definitely go nuts with
1: this here. Yeah, I would say that Kodama just in general is clearly a combo tastic type card. Right, there's just going to be a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yep. And whatever one's the most efficient will be the best, but there's going to be a lot of ways. This The way that this ability is worded is just like crazy.
2: Yeah. So ways that you can go infinite. Spitfire Lagok does damage to each opponent. Uh, Tatiova can draw cards and draw your entire, your entire deck if you want. Morog, Fury of Akum, Ruin, Hedron Crab can can uh, can mill people. Tabs. Infinite attacks, yeah. invalidate Exploration, Retreat to Hagra are just both ways to just do a bunch of damage. If you have a Lotus Cobra or an Amulet of Vigor, then you can stack the triggers in such a way that you're actually gaining mana every single time you play that bounce land, right? Yep. Um, so I don't know. Pair it with Thrasios. Pair it with Thrasios, so you can use the infinite mana to win the game
1: with Thrasios. Yeah, uh, I think this is on a on a more fair. T- let's like. <laughs> Take get, it back a notch. We get yelled at for like talking about combos, but we like to see what the top power for something is. We, that's where our brain wants to go. That doesn't mean every, we're telling everybody play combos all the time. It's just like it's good to know that at the most powerful, this is what it can do. You don't have to do that stuff.
2: Well, also if you're playing against it, you should know yeah. that you might be facing a win, right?
1: Yeah, just know what the pieces might be so that you you know what it is. Threat assessment. All but that. I think in general, Kodama is just very good with anything that consistently makes tokens, right? So like smothering tithe again. Yeah. How good is that? Because every time. They draw a card, and you get a treasure. You can put a land into play. Mm-hmm. So Smothering Tithe becomes burgeoning, kind of, right? Plus uh, Smothering Tithe, right? It's like right. smother. whole Breacher is one of the new cards that creates a ton of treasures that can put a bunch of lands. In. So imagine you Hole Breacher somebody, they don't draw the cards, and you put, like, four lands into play. Like, insanity. <laughs> Bitter Blossom! Every single turn, yeah, you get just becomes exploration lands. plus Bl- Bitter Blossom, right? Like, it's just... Yeah. A, anything that cre- consistently creates tokens is just very good with Kodama because it, you're going to have so many lands to play out. I think the one thing that keeps a little bit in check is the fact that it is 6CMC, so by the time you get to it, I've found that it's... Right. You don't have a ton of lands in your hand, generally.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, I didn't build my deck to take advantage of that, though, so I think if you did, you could... So, obviously, the new partners you can pair with Kodama, Tago, you're making a lot of things. I actually really like Sakashima of a Thousand Faces, which comes in as a copy, and then the Legend Roll doesn't apply, so you can just have a copy Kodama, and now you're pretty... I don't know what it is, how it works out exactly, but you're guaranteed to go infinite with almost anything, I feel like, because <laughs> now you have two Kodamas that can yeah. both do the same thing, and they're just gonna. it's just going to be trigger mayhem. Uh, Livio as well, because it's a Flicker deck, flicker. right? Um, and this is
1: when permanents enter the battlefield, so if you Flicker stuff, it will get you the free stuff out of your hand on the battlefield field yep
2: and then for the old partners thrasios is shy if you want to go for the full bant package because then you can have yorian brago and all that stuff in the bant colors and that's the flicker way to go
1: Okay. Do we have time for a quick story? I just want to tell it's a quick story. Yeah, please. Okay. So when we play tested these cards a couple years ago, we've talked about how Wizards asked us to help him F- out. you. I
2: was not there. Unfortunately. Yeah,
1: you were. In my- unfortunately, he was filming Mulan. <laughs> I
2: was in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah he
1: I'm was definitely. otherwise occupied. Yeah. And we were getting to play around with Commander Legend cards in late 2018 and just give some feedback. We only did this for a few weeks. I don't want to take any credit for anything that happened with mm-hmm. the set. We had just a little sliver of input at one point that hopefully helped them a little bit. Anyway. Kodama used to have some text, and I don't remember exactly what it said, but it was something like, all your lands have every basic land type. Oh, gosh. And that was it. That's what Kodama did. Oh, okay. Uh, So I never saw this version of the card until a few weeks ago when we got them for game nights, um, and they totally changed it. And so that deck, I actually built that Kodama deck when it said the old text, and that was basically like, if you get a fetch land, you can fetch for another fetch land with it. So you just try and get... A couple fetch lands out, give Val cut out, and just fetch for all your lands like, in a row. I <laughs> will yeah. fetch this, which gets a fetch, which I fetch, which and they're gets all mounted. And then it's like every time it's doing damage. Yeah, that was that was my deck idea, and it that's was pretty cool. cool. Yeah. It's like Dryad of the Elysian Grove, but as a commander, right? Yeah. And yeah. I told them I was like, "That's the deck I built, and it's pretty cool." And I think they thought that that I was like, "It's cool," but after you do it one time, it's kind of like that's all the deck does. Yeah. Yeah. One cannon. Yeah. So maybe that's why they changed it. I don't know. Probably Fetched it had to nothing it. to do with what I said, honestly. they, <laughs> you know, they use their. Huge game designer brains and said, Let's We can come up with something else. better than that. Yeah. yeah,
2: I don't think this card needs to be banned. Uh, it's a six mana card. It's, again, we have so many other insane cards in the format that this does not going to break it. it. It is cool to see it as a very partner. powerful. It is yeah. very powerful. It though, just doesn't
1: know. feel like it's Urza powerful. Yeah. All
2: right. Okay. We got two to go. Moving on. Numa, Numa, yay. Numa, 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 yay. Nah, nah, nah. It's okay. Numa, Joraga, Chieftain. Two in a green for an elf warrior, 2 2. At the beginning of combat on your turn, you may pay XX. When you do, distribute X plus one plus one counters among any number of target elves. Elves. Partners. So you go to combat, you pay two mana, you can put one plus one plus one counter on any target elves. Four mana, put two. Six mana, put three. Etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Of so, um, tribal, of tribal, notably in Commander Legends, both Imperious Perfect and Immaculate Magistrate are getting reprints, and these are cards that put plus one plus one counters or make tokens, so it, they synergize really well with Numa. Let me interest you in some cards here. Okay, let's can't let's wait. talk Hardened scales, of... oh, maybe. nice, yeah. Let me think about it.
1: Maybe winding constrictor if you're in black. Nice, nice. All the plus one plus one counter stuff that we always talk about there. Branching evolution, I know it's expensive, hopefully, they'll they'll reprint jumpstart, but.
2: They better. <laughs> just go on EDH put hardened scales in and all the cards that go in that deck That's, and also now, was say was elf. I literally say that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or go to elf tribal and see what synergizes. Uh, Gyre Sage, though, if you don't want to, you know, do what we said just listen to us instead Uh, because you can tap it to add plus one plus one or add green for each plus one plus one counter on gyra sage and it has evolved so it'll slowly get bigger but Numa can just sort of pump it up bam so you pump it up and then you use it for the mana to pump it up even more later yeah pump up the jams marwin the nurturer whenever another elf enters the battlefield under control you put the plus one plus one counter on marwin and then you can tap it to add the amount of green equal to Marwyn's power very similar so both great things i I think you want to play elvis champion more i love this card other elves get plus one plus one and they have forest walk most people are playing Forests. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. I think like in general. It's so basically like, like making your creatures unblockable against like half the table at least. Yeah, I mean, and like sometimes, and if also this means that you knock out the green player first. That's yeah. a, That's a good thing, right? <laughs> it can come out of nowhere too cast it attack yeah um i think this might go in the 99 of our good friend abomination of lanoir this Wait, is just like a, since when are we good friends with the abomination of lanoir look at that thing i don't want to be friends with yeah, it yeah sure it actually is absolutely <laughs> horrific yeah. yeah that front well, that front face is just uh, staring directly uh, uh, at you right the art is like why is the art staring at me does it I know was so the art painted painting no it played it in game nights so we didn't have to animate it <laughs> yeah um, to have nightmares about it i'll have to ask sam how he would do it <laughs> Um, and then I think Obun as well works really well because it has landfall and it's in Naya and it's an elf. Oh, it's an elf. I didn't realize And when that. it adds a, ba- uh, yeah, when the is a battlefield, you play plus one, plus one counter on target creature. So you can find plus one, plus one synergies. You can do some elf stuff. Yay. Okay. Old partners. Timna, Kaidel, Thrasios. Okay.
1: Tana. All the ones we've been talking about. Yeah. It seems good with Tana uh, just because her power matters. Yep. 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 All right, let's go to the very last green partner from Commander Legends. Reminds me of how excited I am for lunch today. It's Slurk, all ingesting. It's a legendary ooze for five and a green. It's a zero zero, but it enters the battlefield with five plus one plus one counters on it. Okay. Whenever Slurk or another creature you control dies, if it had a 1-1 one, one counter on it, put a 1-1 one, one counter on each creature you control that has a 1-1 one, one counter on it. Oh. So 1-1... One, one, Plus one, plus one tribal. Okay. Ooze tribal, maybe. Maybe. It doesn't actually care if any of the creatures are oozes or not, so I don't think it's... It doesn't have to be ooze tribal. Obviously, yeah, yeah. oozes do care about plus one, plus one counters, so they might go in this deck. I don't know if oozes care about being oozes. No, in general, I don't think we've had an ooze lord or anything that...
2: Not a legendary. Yeah, way. yeah, yeah. Um, But this is going to... First of all, let Oh, wait, wait. We have... Sorry, Mimeoplasm, we will mention, is an ooze. Oh, It's not typically an ooze deck, though. (laughs) Doesn't care about...
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. There's no legendary ooze lord. Yeah. This is just a legendary ooze that... Yeah, it's gonna have the hardened skills and stuff that mm-hmm. we talked about already, right? Cares about one
2: one counter, so that's gonna be a thing. If you're down to get oozy with it, biogenic ooze, uh when it enters the battlefield you make a two-two green ooze. At the beginning of your end step, you put a plus one plus one counter on each ooze you control, so that's a great way to just get Slurk going. You can also pay four mana with the Biogenic Ooze to make more oozes. Get an oozy with it.
1: Nah 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 na na nah. nah, nah.
2: that's the song. Slurk <laughs> uh, Ravenous Slime as well, gets plus one plus one counters. This cares when opponent's creatures die, so it could just get really big that way. Scavenging ooze is a card that i think everyone should be playing no matter what if you're in graveyard hate it's so good and it gets plus one plus encounters as well now there there are ways to go infinite with slurk obviously uh, but the main thing is getting a creature with plus one plus encounters on it path of discovery i think this card's super underrated it's three in green for an enchantment whenever a creature enters the battlefield under control it explores so you reveal the top card of your library you can put that card into your hand if it's a land otherwise put a plus one plus encounter on the creature and then you can put the card back on top or into your graveyard Um, and then you have a card like animation module it's a one mana artifact whenever one or more one plus one plus one counters are put on a permanent you may pay one if you do create a one one colorless servo artifact creature token and then you have renata so if you have renata out it's a green card that each other creature you control enters the battlefield with an additional plus one plus one counter on it. You're going to make little animation module cards with it, uh, make little 1-1s, and then you can sack those 1-1s to a Phyrexian or an astronaut's altar and just keep it going over and over again and keep making more uh, creatures that come in the battlefield with 1-1 counters. You, then you can sack them for more stuff, and it just keeps the thing going, and you get the mana from the Frexian altar. If you're doing one, you go infinite mana with astronaut's altar. Yippee-ki-yay. Yeah, four cards. Good luck. Uh, you know magical christmas land called in general their combo these back. in general these like these like plus one, plus one counter decks are going to like assemble four to five different things and you're gonna be like look at all the things i can do and probably not win but boy i made a lot of oozes or yeah, whatever
1: exactly. it is i hope you're good at math because it just seems like there's gonna be a lot of like okay this dies and yeah I put there's one, a reason one, I, one, one, I don't one, play one. this deck there's a lot of accounting it's a headache yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but it probably could be okay as a stompy deck it's another just another sort of Slightly different angle on a plus one plus one counter deck. Not super exciting.
2: Yeah. Uh I think you play this in the Hamza Guardian of Arashin deck, which is a green white plus one plus one counters matters deck where the Hamza himself casts one less to cast for each creature you control with the plus one plus one counter and creature spells you cast cost one less to cast for each creature you control with a plus one plus one counter. So slurk seems they like both a really good thing, yeah. yeah, like a good top end sort of finisher there. Hey Josh, you can finally make your Mazark crawl death priest deck work. No, I don't think this card makes it work. <laughs> But it, they do sort of want the same thing. Yeah. Whenever they want to sacrifice sacrifices. things and give 1-1 counters, I guess. Okay, nice, nice. Crush the Bloodbraided. Uh, Craig, where are you at? The, Craig loves this deck. Whenever another creature dies, you may put X 1-1 counters on Crush, where X that creature's power. And then, of course, Gave or Gabe, Guru, or Sporas cares about making, you know, things and putting plus and and plus counters on things. All right. For new partners, you might want
1: to partner this up with Livio is probably one of them. You you probably want White to make uh, tokens, and that's also another plus one, plus yeah, one counters totally. color. Uh, gives you access to like Cathars Crusade and some other
2: things too. Uh, Rayhan. Uh, is oh. your i think your perfect combo with this because it cares about plus and plus encounters. counters but oh whenever it dies you move the count you, you do, get to keep the counters kind of yeah, yeah you yeah. do lose access to a color though because you're sharing green there so maybe you want to do a livio or something else with Rehan just to make it the full on. Well, Livia doesn't make it Obzon, it makes it Celestia. Oh, That's Celestia, the sorry, sorry. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 so actually,
1: like, Rehan gives the same amount of colors that, like, another monocolor would give, so you still get an additional color out of it, but you don't get two, right? Right, right. Yeah. So
2: you're trying to find a way to make it Obzon, I think, in general, for these colors, and just throw Slurk in the deck. I don't think he's necessarily the best as your commander here. All right. Okay. And
1: that is all of the new partner commanders in green from Commander Legends. We've still got blue and black coming up, but to the listeners... What do you think of all these green partners? Are there any uh, cool combos or synergies, interactions that you thought we missed? Which, uh, which one of these are you most excited about and why?
2: Yeah, find me more ways to go infinite with Kodama. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> I'm sure there's something that's really goofy out there. I want to see like a six card combo that just doesn't do anything but spins its wheels. All right. Good good (laughs) luck to everybody in the comments for that. If you want to get your hands on Kodama or
1: any of the other legendary creatures or any card at all from Commander Legends or any card in the history of magic, go to (laughs) cardkingdom.com slash commandzone. They really are the best place to get your magic singles, product, anything at all because... They have the best service. Mm-hmm. They're the fastest to ship you stuff. And when you use that affiliate link, cardkingdom.com slash command zone, you are simultaneously getting the magic cards that you're going to get anyway and supporting game nights, extra turns,
2: our roundtable episodes, mm-hmm. these, this podcast, everything we do. And I can't stress this enough. Card Kingdom has a great buyback system. If you have just old cards lying around that you're never going to play and you don't want to like donate them to a YMCA or something just send them into Card Kingdom. They'll grade all of them. They'll let you know how much you can get for just pure cash or store credit, which gives you more and then you can reinvest the cards that you have to gain the cards you want. Turn think, like those standard cards that aren't
1: good in Commander into Commander cards that you need. It's that yeah. I guarantee you have a ton of them sitting in your box that you're not using that could be Commander staples or Commander cards that you want.
2: Yeah, and I think this is just a great way, again, to get into the format without having to make it such a financial burden, especially as we come into the holiday season. People are, you know, we're busy buying gifts and you know travel and all that stuff as well so i think this is just a great way again to recycle reuse and play more magic Uh, and you know what
1: would be a really awesome gift for your friends and family if they're into magic is some really cool sleeves really Uh cool deck boxes really cool play mats from ultra pro yeah yeah one of the coolest things is having a, a deck that's all themed right so you've got the deck box the sleeves the play mats and pulling it out and and this is the time to do it because a brand new set just came out so you can choose one of the new commanders that you know they're into and mm-hmm. really get them all the stuff that's themed around that it's like getting a full outfit which uh you know yeah, if you're, you're someone like me who's not super into fashion
2: like it's really nice when somebody does that for you <laughs> yeah and, and like and it's good to have a, a sense of unity too and I, it's a perfect thing to do with the pre-cons because they're yeah. definitely going to make product for that um but yeah ultra pro it's a great way to protect your cards you're going to want to protect the cards no matter what so we always recommend just going straight to ultra Pro first they got the best prices as well as the most guaranteed best product because they've been doing it for so long you're not going to run into production issues i remember for a long time before we were sponsored by ultra pro we were sponsored by uh, I, I wasn't i personally sponsored another company because i was like i love this company stuff and, and then, then all of a sudden their stuff just got way worse yeah where they manufactured that a lot of things happened and they didn't inform the customers so there is a reason that we trust ultra pros consistency and quality all right no end step today because we're doing so many episodes we just don't have that many cool things in our lives but
1: we do have a really cool team working here at the command zone and uh they are manson lung ashlyn rose craig blanchett lady danger jake boss josh murphy alfred stocker patrick non sam waldo and we have a new guy helping us out Ar- arthur meadowcroft Sounds so, like a book author. It, maybe, his name's Arthur. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He is uh, somewhat of a writer, so you know okay, he's nice. going to be helping us out in a lot of different ways.
2: Thanks, Arthur. Welcome to the team. And big thanks to Jeffrey Palmer for the Living Card animations that live behind us here on set. You can find him on Twitter at LivingCardsMTG. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching. We'll see you for more set reviews very, very soon. Uh, if this is around
1: Thanksgiving time and you're oh, in the yeah. US, I hope everybody has a good Thanksgiving
2: and a safe one as yeah, well. Please be uh, safe. Yes, please, please, please be safe. Everyone take care. All right. Peace.
0: Thank you for your attention. For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Quai. See you later.